0: Welcome to the Teacher's Impact Podcast, or better yet known as The Tip, where teachers can come to master their craft, use their voice, and enhance student learning.
1: I had to remove all of those images of what a teacher was based on what I grew up seeing, and had to become very open to learning what it really is, one, and to what it's like teaching,
0: Hello, welcome to the Teachers Impact Podcast. We have a special guest here today. I'm so excited. Her name is Dawn Moore, and she is a teacher, and I'm so happy that we get to speak to her today to learn more about her. And welcome, welcome, Dawn. Thank you, Shannon Marie. Welcome, everyone. I am excited to be on and a little bit nervous, but we'll get through this. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay to be nervous. You're going to do great. Let's just have fun with it, and I'm sure we're going to learn a lot from each other. So one of the things I wanted to know about you, Dawn, is what was your motivation behind becoming a teacher?
1: Hi, nice question. Thank you, Shannon Marie. My motivation for becoming a teacher was prompted by what some people term an unfortunate circumstance. For me, it was a push to jump. So last May, I got laid off from my accounting, capital asset management accounting position at SAIT. And of course, now one needs money. And I started to reach out to people within the school who I had worked directly with all the different departments that I was leaving. And one of my former instructors, because I studied at SAIT for two years prior to working there. One of my instructors, she said to me, she always wanted to ask me something. So I was like, what is it? And she said, would you be interested in teaching in the program? I was like, uh, woman, I know nothing about teaching. You don't mean me. Mm. She said, like, no, you would do great. So with that idea and that seed planted, I you know, talked to my, my family. I have some very close friends and family that are teachers. And everybody was like, this is just right up their alley. And then I was reminded how much I enjoyed onboarding and training of staff in different mm. roles I was in gotcha. in the accounts department. Um, So it really was a kind of a a natural progression. One of the things that this former instructor was, I graduated in 2016, and every year since then, she used to ask me to come back to speak to the second years, to give them an Uh idea of how you can use what we learned within the program in real industry. Mm -hmm. And I I enjoyed it. I used to stand
0: up there for 25 minutes and just (laughs) impart. And That's wonderful. That that is how that came about. Wow, that's wonderful. And what does state stand for just for the listeners? SIT is Southern sorry, Southern Alberta Institute
1: of Technology and we are located in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So the western part of Canada is where we are located.
0: Okay, nice, nice. Wow. So you had a love for training in your previous role and that was a good way to transition into actual teaching because you're actually train you're still training, but just in a different way, right? In a so, different way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I noticed that you have an accent. <laughs> um and I'm wondering I am from the Caribbean, so I'm assuming you're from the Caribbean. I am a born and bred Barbadian. I wow. have that little
1: Dot on the map between the Atlantic Ocean and the Caribbean Sea.
0: Oh, wonderful, wonderful! Yeah, I'm Jamaican, so <laughs> oh,
1: your your accent is quite mixed right now—not all Jamaican stuff. <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> I've been here too long, that's why. But um, so my question, my other question would be: So, what has your experience been as a teacher of Caribbean descent?
1: My experience has been one of daily growth and mm. And when I say daily growth, I had to cut off all the things I thought I knew about teaching. So, a little background with me and the teaching is. of my family in the Caribbean throughout the world are teachers. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a home with teachers. My grandparents were teachers. My aunts, my uncles, my cousins are teachers. I have been surrounded by teachers my whole life, living within the Caribbean. I had to remove all of those images of what a teacher was based on what I grew up seeing and had to become very open to learning what it really is, one, and to what it is like teaching outside of the Caribbean.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm intrigued, by the way, how you answered that question because like you said, you know, you're growing, you grew up with teachers, all the people in your family were teachers. And so you kind of had to unlearn some of the things that you thought was actually teaching. Um, and I think that's important in teaching. You know, we have to, like you said, it's a daily growth process and we have to consistently learn and grow and think about things like how we can do better. Um, the second part of our question would be like, was there anything that you would say that helped you being of Caribbean descent? Um, because I know, and you know, teaching in the Caribbean is different than teaching in the U.S. just like how teaching in other countries is different. So sometimes we, we take the good things and we leave the not so good things, but what are some like positive things that you think?
1: <laughs> Excuse me. Um, To be honest, because I had no formal teaching, let's start there, I basically was like a clean slate starting and like a sponge learning from my current, um, you know, current staff members that I work with. Mm -hmm. So, and their approach to students and their approach to teaching is different from what I saw. So... I can't say I really took anything from mm-hmm. the Caribbean because it wouldn't have been even relevant, if that makes sense. Oh,
0: I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, because now it's different, it's different times and with different times comes new things and new happenings, new learnings. Exactly. So, exactly. And yeah, makes in the sense. Caribbean,
1: most of my classmates or even the same family, I never heard of them teaching international students. It was mm-hmm. always either Barbadian students. And if it was international, it was still Caribbean. That is a whole different ballgame game when you're teaching people who live in Egypt or South Korea, China. And you have to now understand that you can't use slang. <laughs> <laughs> because your meaning of an English word when translated for them to their language so they can appreciate and understand what you're saying has to be on point. I mean just yeah. the like language alone, I had to relearn because in Barbados we use a lot of slang.
0: We That's use a true. lot of we use
1: a lot of English words differently to what the real meaning is for the word. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm hoping I make
0: sense to you. No, no, audience. no, you make sense. Um, no that makes sense. Saying is something that well when you speak that language you take it for granted you automatically think oh everybody will understand what i'm saying but they really don't <laughs> and i coming to canada i had
1: to i tell people i had to learn canadian english because when in the caribbean for an example in the caribbean when somebody asks you a question you were taught you can ask why why would be rude and if, in north america where i live people always ask you why because they've been taught this is your, this is my my information why you want it i'm not just giving it to you for free in the caribbean we were taught under the colonialism that's their role. And you will probably get punished for asking why. Mm. When really, why helps inform your answers is what I've had mm. to learn within the last couple of years. So it, that's, that's why I talk about learning a new language and not really taking much from what I saw. Because it, it's, it's two different worlds. two
0: totally Wow. Different worlds. That's so true. It, it is a different world. I'm asking the question why. is definitely interpreted differently in the Car- Caribbean compared to, you know, uh, Canada and the U.S. So <laughs> so being that, you know, you're a teacher, there's been challenging times. Like, tell me, tell me about a challenging time you've had as a teacher, one of the most challenging times you've had.
1: I would say this semester was one of the most challenging times I've had. Um, and it, it actually started on day one <laughs> and it just trickled right down. So you can imagine losing your, your students at the beginning and then trying to make up for it. All uh, semester. It was, okay. it was a learning um, opportunity for me. One, it showed me my weaknesses. It also showed me my stress. It also taught me how to not take for granted that I knew, but that I had to be open to learning a different view. It also taught me how to relate to people and how to appreciate and to identify their their own traumas so mine showed theirs showed how do we bring a sense of a consensus now based on our learned experiences
0: wow tell me a little bit more about you know if you want to get into it but you mentioned the word trauma and i think we don't really talk about it we talk about we talk about it with students but we don't really talk about it with teachers because teachers bring their own trauma into the classroom and you have to you really, you have to deal with it yes, yes you have to learn how to handle it how to manage it while managing the traumas of the students in the classroom so like just tell me a little bit more about that
1: so for me one of the things i struggled with was my identity you know, I am a black woman teaching in a multicultural environment, yes, but I am the only black tutor for the program
0: that mm-hmm. I'm in, but
1: in itself. So then I start there. Then I start with, I am a woman. So there are people in my class who don't even recognize their own biases against colored teachers that are women or colored women working and how dare you be in authority over me. So those wow. kind of challenges I had to deal with, um, just trying to establish boundaries and say, hey, yes, we're all adults, but in this particular forum... I am the teacher, you are the student, and not the other way around. <laughs> Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, 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 that that totally makes sense. And I could I could see how that would be difficult to, to set those boundaries because it's like you're trying to, it's a, um, you're trying to undo, cult, you know, cultural biases, you know, racial bias. that That's difficult. Yes, that's really difficult. Yes. Thank you for sharing that with me. Then, so tell me about your most rewarding times as a teacher.
1: My most rewarding time, again, came this semester. So last semester, I had a student who, I found her to be particularly difficult to manage. She's an international student, so she came with her own, already her own preconceived issues and, and thoughts of how things are to work. She was young, so I, I'm going to go out there and limb. I believe she had just come out of high school, come to Canada under the circumstances in which she came, and probably the first to study in Canada in her home. So there were all of those challenges we had to navigate. Subsequently, she failed my course. She came back this semester, so during the summer, and after three classes, she said to me, thank you. She wanted to thank me for make, uh, teaching her how to be tough because I was not. <laughs> I, my students think I'm a very <laughs> tough teacher, but there's a reason behind that stuff. A lot of it, I think, is Caribbean-based too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she also appreciated me teaching her how to be an adult, that mm-hmm. you can't expect to blame everybody for your failures. At some point in time, it is not the teacher's fault. It has to be, well, what did I contribute? So to hear, to, to read this, because she actually put it in text, and her English is not great, so I you know i to figure out what did she really means. So I had to ask a lot of questions, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. But the gist of her import was... I helped her to grow. That student is now an A student in my class. So she went from being an F student to an A student. Wow. And, and I think two things happened. One, I changed my approach to her. So I stopped seeing, seeing her as a nuisance. That's the first thing. And I recognized as a teacher, none of my students can't be nuisances. I am here to provide a service. So I had to change my mindset first. So I changed my mindset and the way how I saw her and her difficulties. And I think because I changed my approach to her, it changed her approach to how she saw herself and subsequently me. So
0: for me, wow. that's a win-win. That's amazing. <laughs> No, really. Thank you for sharing because you said a couple things that struck me. One is she failed the course and she came back, but you still said, you know what? I'm still gonna work. I'm still gonna work with her to make sure that she gets she gets what she needs. Yeah. And I think sometimes you know we kind of unconsciously give up on students. And the fact that you didn't give up on her was like kudos to you. And then yeah. second of all, you know, you talk about changing your mindset about how you view this student, and I think that's so important because sometimes in our head we all you know this student is tough and difficult. I don't want to deal with them. Just okay, bye. <laughs> like, You're not in class today. Great. No, let me not say that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, but but real feelings that. I know I experienced, you know. But initially,
1: when I started working, I had what I call the imposter syndrome because I hadn't done any formal teaching, and you know, I just wasn't comfortable teaching the particular topic. I was many days I cried because I felt like I was doing students an injustice, (laughs) you know, that they were getting the the quality that they were paying for. So over time, you know, you learn and you learn and you you perfect your craft each time. So for me, I, I have not looked at anything as a negative experience, but as a learning opportunity. So shame for me was a learning opportunity to show me my weakness because I was I was focused on liking the student and the student like me as opposed to what is my purpose? My purpose is to impart knowledge, impart wisdom, impart information that they didn't know and to move them from A to B. And I lost that focus. So when I started to refocus, I got success.
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So you talk about, you know, your purpose. And earlier you said that your students think you're a tough student. Why do you think your students think you're a tough, a tough teacher, I should say?
1: because a lot of my students have, are where I was. I was one of those students who, the teacher had to teach me everything, not recognizing there is 20% of the teacher and the other 80 is my responsibility. So it's me trying to retrain that thought, me, me trying to impress upon them. This is your work, you're responsible. Reminding them, this is, this is but a small portion of your life. I'm not teaching you to pass the course, I'm teaching you to be able to go out into the world, real world where there are deadlines, and meet those deadlines. So yes, I set up early, no late assignments. Then I said, okay, we can have late assignments, but you're going to be penalized. So for mm-hmm. every day that you're late, I'm taking off marks. Mm-hmm. Some instructors don't do that. So it seemed then that I'm a bad person, but now we have a structure in place, so all of the instructors are going to be doing it because we're, we're trying to build better people. You're, when I feel that any time you go into a learning environment, you should go in to do better and come out better. You should not come out the same you went in. So if that mm-hmm. was a weakness you had, if I haven't helped you to move, I don't think I've done my job as a as a, stu- as a teacher, as a facilitator, as your your
0: guru. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely hear you on that. Making sure that you know when we send kids onto world, they have the foundation necessary to do the things that they, they need to do. Yeah. And part of, part of that is understanding that there's consequences for your actions, good or bad. Cool. And so you, you know, you have to learn. I think especially like, yes, for younger students too, but especially for older students because you know sometimes they come with a sense of entitlement and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't really help you. Um.
1: And in college, you're teaching already a teaching mature students, so you have students coming that already have set ways and and you know they've worked in the industry, so they think they know it already. So it's trying to navigate those behaviors and those expectations and still be fair to the, the organization you're in because my college has a responsibility to industry. It has a responsibility to government that when we present the information, and we present these students to the world, we have done what we agreed to do, which was to educate and inform and prepare them.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. So, I know, you know you've know you been in the field. Like, What are some tips that you have for that new teachers that are coming into the field? Like, what would you say? What, was your, what is your number one piece of advice for them?
1: Um, my number one piece of advice is to come open. Come prepared to learn and not believe that you know it already. Every class, every semester, every student is different. My first two semesters, as far as I consider, I had perfect students. My third semester, I had challenging students. <laughs> but do I love or hate? No, I appreciated everything that I learned in each semester. I appreciated because I was, I, was, like I, tell you, I was like a sponge when I came. I was like, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Because as far as I consider, I knew nothing. So I just mm. like soaking it up. So one of the things I was very appreciative of is that I have never taught in a classroom yet. All of my teaching has been online. So that's the first thing. So I get to basically hide behind the, the screen. I mean, I still have to turn on my camera, but physically I'm not there. Hmm. And two, I could record my classes. So being able to look back at two semesters ago and see, oh my God, that was a horrible lesson or, oh, that worked. Let me try it here. And sometimes you try it with this group of students and it doesn't work. Sometimes, yeah. it, does. sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you might have to tweak things. So my my biggest advice would be to be open, to be willing to try be willing to read and join groups of teachers to get learn from them because, you know, I, that's what I did. I wanted to hear well, who else is out there having similar challenges. And, and that's also another thing. Get, a, get a, a teacher buddy. I have a teacher buddy. So we used to meet on every Sunday night and plan our lesson for the week, what we were going to teach. We were both teaching the same subject, different okay. sections. But to get an idea, okay, being that this is a senior person teaching this before, how did you go about it? And then you share your ideas and you, you learn. Be willing to learn. You you, you have your master's and teaching whatever, whatever Good. I'm happy for you. I want one of those one of these days. But there's nothing like actually being on the ground and experiencing it and being open to the experience.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So I, we talked a little bit earlier. You said you were starting your own tutoring company. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. So
1: as a adult instructor, I don't know if people understand what that means. That means that you don't always know every semester have work. So I am a strong believer in having multiple sources of income. So even if I was going to be working this semester, which I'm not, unfortunately, I still believe you should never be one big check away from being broke. And basically, mm-hmm. when you do a full-time job and you only have one source of income, that's it. Because you don't know which day they're going to come in and ask you to leave. So, right now, come September fifteenth, my plan is to launch my online tutoring service, 1-to-1 tutoring, where I will be teaching anything to, um, with regard to Microsoft Suite. So, Microsoft Word, Microsoft PowerPoint, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Outlook, Beginner, Intermediate, and Advanced. And yeah, so Wonderful. I, that's, that's where I'm going. And Wonderful. I, I, I want to do courses where people can do upgrades or you might have a topic in Excel that you are not you know, 100% sure on. That's the kind of services that I
0: want to be offering. Wonderful. That sounds exciting. I know those are in demand. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that, that's wonderful. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Shani
1: right now I am just like over the moon excited and very humbled and honored to be on this podcast. Like I said before, I've not done this before, mm. but as you notice, I like to talk, so teaching will you don't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yes, DDRM Business Tutoring is going to be online, and we are going to be open for business, and it's going to be very flexible, because I'm not only trying to reach people in North America, I actually have somebody in the Caribbean who's waiting for me to launch so that she can come on, and she's a teacher, so the plan is, she's going to be my guinea pig, for lack of a better way of putting it, so she's going to critique and evaluate it. and. We're gonna just grow from there.
0: That's, that's wonderful, nice. wonderful. That's exciting, and I I hear you on multiple streams of income. Um, that's definitely the way to go. And thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure talking to you and learning more about you and you know your teaching, your teaching, and how you've grown and how you've learned. Because here on this podcast, we're all about learning and growing and reflecting. And yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. It was a pleasure speaking to you, and we'll we'll chat again soon. For sure. Thank you so much. Have a great You're day. You're welcome. Out. You too. Bye bye. Okay.